SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Hour number two of Bagels and Bad Beats on this Thursday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in as we always do, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. 844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number. You want to follow me on Twitter, it is at OppositePicks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott, I got it, fire away. You can follow us on YouTube as well. We're on uh, SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio. If you uh, check us out on YouTube, you sign up, it's all for free. And uh, have a little uh, room chat uh, as well there. Did a lot of the NBA and uh, did a lot of the uh, college football stuff the first hour. We'll delve a little bit into the uh, Major League Baseball and football scene from the NFL side with Jerry Jones. You're right, Charles, from West Virginia, our previous caller. Uh, I do want to get into that because Jerry was asked again about the kneeling. And again, I, I really I don't want to get into the kneeling thing, but, you know, it, it comes up. We, we, what are you going to do? Um, but uh, Jerry was asked whether he's going to allow his Cowboys to kneel. I, you know, I don't know if I would put it that way, you know, whether you're on the left side of the aisle or the right side of the aisle, it's, it's really not about allowing it real, you know, if the entire team said we're kneeling, is Jerry going to suspend everybody? Is he going to cut all these players? He really doesn't have that power. We think Jerry is the be all end all with the cowgirls and he may be within that organization. But when it comes to those players, saying we're going to kneel, whether you like it or not, Jerry, I, I really don't think, uh, you know, if everyone's on the same you know side of things, that, that he's going to be able to read that. I, re- I really don't. But we'll get into that a little bit. Little Major League Baseball last night. Boy, how about the Red Hot Cubs? They won again, 12-3. Uh, to 3, uh, Some late runs there. One of our bad beats. We'll get to our bad beat of the day, beating the Indians. 12-3, and three, their second-best start since 1900. Time for their second-best start since 1900. Uh, how about the Blue Jays last night? They hit seven home runs. Wow, pretty good, Scott. Yeah, except they lost the game to the Miami Marlins, of all people, 14-11. to 11. And that Phillies bullpen, man, we have been following that for the last few days. That bullpen blew it again last night. The Red, who would have thunk it? The two hottest teams Three really hottest team. How crazy is this season? We knew it was going to be weird, right? It's not a stranger to this, but when you consider the Miami Marlins are battling for first place, the Baltimore Orioles are in a playoff spot. I mean, this has been one crazy year, and the Orioles win again last night in Philadelphia thanks to that atrocious Philly bull. Break it all down next. Big the bad beats on a Thursday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Nothing to prove as far as where I'm standing with the flag and where the Cowboys stand. I have nothing to prove regarding my my players and my support of our players. Yeah, I mean it doesn't. Um, business is business, and once I'm in the uh, in the locker room and part of this uh, a 
part of what's going on now. I don't focus too much about the future, uh, just more about today. Um, and so with that being said, I'm excited as hell to be a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, I've been a fan of this organization and been a fan of this program for, for years. Uh, I love every bit of um, the opportunity and the platform that I get to be the quarterback here. I love this team. I'm excited about what we have, uh, what, we, what we can do and accomplish this year. So um, no frustration as far as that. Uh, once again, I believe something will get done. And with my hopes, I believe I'll be a Dallas Cowboy uh, for the rest of my career. So. All right, there you go. Uh, listen, you can wish for anything, I suppose. And, you know, give uh, Dak Prescott credit. He was the second one. Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowgirls, the first one. Uh, you know, you, you, he's saying the right thing. So I give him a lot of credit versus going into a season where he could have pissed and bowled and this and that. Although I, I remember even when it was with uh, Cousins, with the, the Washington Redskins at the time, uh, Kirk Cousins, when he was going through that, um, you know, back and forth, two straight years of being franchised, he said the right thing, too. I give both those guys a lot of credit. Listen, it's kind of tough to be disappointed making only $31 million for one year guaranteed. Uh, yeah, it really does suck. You know, it would put me in a bad mood for sure. So it's, you know, maybe I shouldn't give him so much credit, but he could have gone the other way. First up first with Jerry Jones. Listen, again, as we talked before the break, he could say the right thing, and I don't want him to back down. I, I really don't. Listen, you know what? Um, I may think he's uh, outside his boundaries of being able to tell players they have to stand because, again, if they all say, no, we're not, well, you know, what are you going to do? You know, just go ask the people in Portland. Just go ask the people in Chicago. Just go ask the people in New York. When you have, you know, thousands and thousands of protesters, you could have all the laws you want, but if you don't have the ability to stop that and they don't, these cities don't, well, this is what we have. We have chaos. And if Jerry can have all the rules and the NFL can have all the rules they want about how you're not allowed to kneel during the national anthem, but if you're going to have entire, you know, 50-plus players kneel for the national anthem, well, then you're not going to be able to have a football team if you're going to really adhere to all the rules. So uh, they can do basically what they want. There might have been a better way of pointing it out. And I think Jerry is trying to do that this year. That's what it sounds like to me. You know, he's trying to get his point out there that, yes, I really would prefer these guys stand, but I'm not an idiot. I want to win a Super Bowl. I'm closer to my death than I am my birth, and I want to win at least one more year. This might be our last year with Dak. This might be the last get-go. I don't know. So I'm going to try to be on my player's side as well versus butting heads with them like I did maybe last year or two years ago. So I think that's the message you're getting from Jerry Jones. And again, don't forget, this is Texas now, and this is the same state that we spoke about earlier last hour about how the soccer fans, albeit less than 3,000 of them, you know, a good portion of them were booing their hometown soccer team because they were taking it easy. So it sounds like I don't live in Texas, did for a year, but I don't live in Texas anymore. But it sounds like that the people of Texas might be behind more Jerry Jones than they are the Kneelers without knowing for sure. So I, I think Jerry does have that support. Would that sway the players? Kind of doubted. But again, ultimately, we're, we're past the kneeling thing. You know, I think that's what it is with the soccer fans. You know, I don't want to speak for them. I don't want to speak for anyone else except for the people that I know and the, the listeners who call in and stuff. We're past the point of kneeling. All the kneeling is doing is agitating people. That's all. It's just pissing people off, which is the antithesis of what you want. Your cause and your purpose is to unite. So why do something that is really accomplishing nothing except pissing people off? Why continue to do that? Doesn't make any sense. 
it just denounces the message of ultimately what you want. It makes people believe that's not really what you want. It makes people mad at you even more so. So I, I just, I don't know why football players would do it at this point. You know what? Go to Jerry Jones, who's a multi-gazillionaire, and say, listen, fudge the kneeling. I don't care if we kneel or not. You know, it's funny. I'm watching Major League Baseball, right? And you still have some teams kneel. And I'm watching a Stanky game last night, flipping the channels, and they're one of the few teams that still televised the God Bless America uh, in between the seventh innings, uh, half innings. And all the players are standing. And I'm saying to myself, oh, wait a minute now. I got players kneeling for the national anthem, which is about the United States, but they're going to stand for God Bless America, which is about the United States. And the message is the same, how great America is. So if you're telling me it's not necessarily about the anthem per se, it's about that's when people are taking notice the most. So this is when we want to get our message out. Why would you be kneeling for the national anthem, but standing for God bless America, which is, which is uh, even more so over the top pro-USA when you listen to the lyrics and everything? It doesn't, you know, which, which one is it? You know, do you hate the anthem? Do you, you know, think more people are watching the anthem than they are God Bless America? I don't think so. I, in fact, I would venture to guess, you know, although there's no fans in the park this year, but I would venture to guess more people are standing for God Bless America in between the seventh innings than they are the national anthem when they're still waiting online, they're in the bathroom, they're trying to find their seat, they're in the parking lot trying to get into the stadium because of parking and everything else. Um, I, I think more people are taking notice of the seventh inning stretched up than they are the national anthem, which literally comes five, ten minutes before these baseball games at times. And then and, and literally football a good ten minutes before football games. And they're not done you know, right before the game. They're done about ten minutes before. So um, I, I, I just don't understand it. And as far as, again, Dak goes, um, I got a feeling he's not going to be Dallas Cowgirl next year. I do. Uh, come hook or crook. Uh, I, I know Jerry has this love affair for him. I don't see it. I really don't. I think he's an average quarterback at best. I don't think he's anything special. I think he's a starter in the league. I think he's as good as Cam Newton. Uh, maybe not even as good as Cam was, uh, but what I'm expecting out of Cam, I think he's an Andy Dalton. I think he's one of those guys that, that that's has been a benefactor of a great team supporting cast offensively around him. He's not elevated that team at all. The numbers are decent. Um, but if you watch them play outside of that first year, when he took over for Romo, it's been a disappointment to me. I just, I don't think he's that good. I really don't. Not $30 million a year. You know, the going rate for an above average quarterback. And I think he's that as young as he is, 25 million. That's where I would go. I would not approach 30 million. And he's making 31 already. So, you know, he's going to get more than that. He's got to be asking for more than that. And I don't know what Jerry's thinking. I don't. I don't know if they won a Super Bowl this year, that that would make him say, okay, let's do this all over again. Or if they won a Super Bowl this year, they would say, you know what, we won. Uh, and we're going to move on. I'm not paying you $40 million a year because if he can't – look at it this way, Cowgirl fans. If Dak Prescott can't come to terms off the bad years that he's had on the field-wise, not necessarily numbers-wise, but win-loss playoffs, if he can't come to terms of those mediocre years – what would happen if Prescott actually, maybe forget about win a Super Bowl, but got the Cowgirls to a Super Bowl? If he's asking for 35 plus million now with his mediocre playoff record, imagine him taking his team to the Super Bowl, how much he would be asking for. 40 plus. Forget about that contract that uh, Mahomes got from Kansas City. 
he would be asking for even more than that. You really want to do that with Dak Prescott? Really? Not me. Not me. No, thank you. I, I, I think he's just, I would just move on. I really would. Uh, no matter what it would uh, suffer, if you had to take a backseat for a little bit, would not matter. I would move on. You know, they handed out the suspension yesterday. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Greek freak who's really not Greek got one game for head buddy Mo Wagner of, of, of the Wiz. He's going to sit out the last regular season game tonight against Memphis, which is absolutely meaningless for the Bucs. He wouldn't have played anyway. It's humongous for the Grizz. They need to win more than likely. Uh, in order to get the one of the final two spots in the Western Conference, unless uh, Portland and Phoenix both lost. Um, actually, no, they do need to win because uh, they're sitting in the third spot. So they need to win this game. And now they're playing the Bucs went out by far their best player. And the Bucs are not getting punished at all. This guy headbutts the guy for no real apparent reason outside of he's just pissed off. And he gets one lousy game, which he had no intention of playing anyway. That Adam Silver is that really is just a piss poor job by Silver handing out that suspension. He deserved at least three back Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. They hurt us bad. Um, they lied to us. They um, sat here in, in front of you guys and, and publicly said things that they didn't follow through on. And um, it's it's going to be up to them. Uh, it, it really is. And um, you know, I'll let them sit here and tell you how they're going to earn their trust back. Um, I don't need to put words in their mouths. Uh, you know. The term that I continue to hear, and excuse my language, is grown-ass man, right? So those grown-ass men can sit here and tell you guys what happened and tell you guys um, what they're going to do to fix it, and I don't, I don't need to do that for them. They hurt us bad. Uh... Interesting comments there. From one Adam Plutko, pitcher for the uh, Cleveland Indians. Bagels and Bad Beats on this Thursday morning, 844-843-6879. We'll open up the phones here in a sec. Uh, get on board now, though, 844-843-6879. You generally don't hear getaway day, by the way, Major League Baseball today. For those who want to play with the boys in Vegas or just make an appointment to watch your favorite team play, uh, you got a lot of afternoon action, including Washington and the New York Vets at 1 o'clock Eastern time to kick off the day. you got the Boston and Tampa Bay at 4.30, Baltimore, Philadelphia, 4.30 as well, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati at, uh, at 5 o'clock. But anyway, uh, Cleveland lost again last night, this time to the Cubbies, as we mentioned before. So it's been a struggle with this Indians team. You know, coincidentally, uh, maybe, maybe not. But uh, when this story broke about the two pitchers, including Dan Plesak originally, uh, you know, skipping whatever protocol he was supposed to be in and take part with the team. Instead, he misses the flight back home from Chicago. He's out partying. He may or may not have got the coronavirus. And then it was found out a day later that his teammate did the same thing except he actually took the flight back home. Well, from that point on, this team is 0-2. Now, does that mean anything? Two losses to the red-hot Chicago Cubs? Probably not. But, you know, 
heading in. They had won six, excuse me, five of their last six uh, after their win Sunday. Then the story breaks Sunday evening, and they've lost two straight after a day off on Monday, seven to one, seven to two. They had not allowed more than four runs all year in how many games? 15 or so games. Not more than four. Back to back, they allow seven. Coincidence? I don't believe in coincidences, generally speaking. Although sometimes I do. I shouldn't say that. Um, Do I think this is a coincidence? No, I don't. He had a hot baseball team that won five of six. They're coming home, albeit against the Red Hot Cubs, but they get crushed seven to one two days ago, seven to two last night. So first game was a blowout early. Last night was a close game early, but then the Cubs uh, blew it open with the five runs late to to make it an easy 7-2 win. So, And then you get the pitcher before yesterday's game coming out and just ripping those two guys, uh, Clevenger and Plesak. You don't, you know, it's a story in itself just because of the threat of the virus, but really even more so, it became an even bigger story when you had uh, Adam speak out against his club, you know, and it's, it's Adam Plitko, you know, it's not, you know, it's not the Henley Ramirez here. Uh, you know, it's not Francisco Landor. If you want to get at the current times, you know, you know it's, it's Adam Plitko, you know, number four starter, for goodness sakes. I mean, if he's willing to speak out against these two guys, then what is that locker room really like real interesting? Uh, what could be going on? I tell you, um, I generally don't jump on teams that quickly as far as go against teams, but something, you know, we were riding a nice little under streak with this dopey team. You know, everything was going honky dory here. There was no issues. Uh, the Indians were what 15 and th- or 12, you know, 15 and three under um, heading into this stretch. And now they've had back-to-back overs. Thanks to their dopey pitchers doing this thing. They screwed up a good thing for gamblers. You know what? They were very quietly pitching great baseball. They weren't scoring any runs. Uh, They were doing a nice job of it. And now they've got back-to-back overs to make it 15-5. and Still strong, but I told you yesterday, as we do our Vegas report here, I'm going to, you know, uh, wait for a third straight over, but then I'm going to jump off the Indians under bandwagon because something is not right with that team. Again, when you've got a second-line pitcher speaking out against other guys, uh, as prominently as he did, that's that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. NHL yesterday afternoon started with the Bruins' nice overtime win. Again, that's why they couldn't play the game the other night. Not necessarily because that uh, five-overtime Columbus-Tampa Bay game was going so long. It was the threat of maybe Boston-Carolina going to overtime as well and lasting forever, which it did. Uh, went into a double overtime. So uh, that all said, we went two and three with our underplays yesterday in the NHL. A little bit of a setback, but still 29 unders, 17 overs with one push so far. Postseason, four unders, three overs uh, with the one push. NBA, good night, though, with our overplays. Out of the four games, three went over. So we're 45 over, 33 under with one push. So 12 games over 500. Bet against the Red Sox. Uh, you won again last night as they got crushed by Tampa Bay. You bet against the Red Sox all year, as I've been telling you from the outset. You're 12 and 6, and you've won 800 bucks if you're a $100 player. Not bad. Not bad. And Tampa Bay. Boy, I, uh, I'll give credit to the four letter network for giving me this stat. Tampa Bay, the Devil Dogs are 12 and 1 their last 13 games at Fenway Park. That's amazing. 
That is really amazing. You know, and those are, you know, except for this year, those are, and it's two years ago, maybe, but those are pretty good Red Sox teams. Whether record-wise or not, they turned out to be good. Talent-wise and everything else, all those Red Sox teams, including this year, have a lot of talent. To lose 12 of 13 games at home when you're notoriously a very, very good home team like Boston is to the Devil Dogs, that's a, that's, well, that's, that's very, very amazing. Uh, Mets beat Washington 11-6 last night. So if you continue with our anti-national play, you won again. Uh, you're now 8-6 and six on the season, and you're plus 300 on the year, give or take a couple of dollars. So not a bad night. Uh, took a little bit of a hit in the NHL as far as our plays are concerned with going 2-3 uh, and three with the uh, unders. Uh, but we went 3-1 and one over with the uh, NBA, and we hit both the anti-Red Sox and anti-National play. So you know what? Keep it going. Don't don't fight it. Uh, we'll, we'll give out our picks a little bit later on officially, but um, I'm going to probably go under one more time on the Indians if they're playing. You know what? I bet they're not playing today, to tell you the truth. Uh, I bet that was a two-game series, so they might be off today. In fact, uh, they are. So we can't go under on the Indians, which is probably a good thing. They begin a three-game series at Detroit and then play three more at Pittsburgh and then three more against Detroit. So I, I know the Tigers are playing well this year, um, but, you know, you have nine games coming up for the Indians that might make or break your season. Because if you can't survive six games against god-awful Detroit and three against Pittsburgh, if you can't come out of that at least five and four, then you know you're in a lot of trouble because then the schedule gets tougher after that. Andy in San Antonio, welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats on a uh, Thursday morning. Andy, how are you today, my friend? Doing good, my man Scott. How you doing, brother? Good, good. How are you? Man, I'm just trying to get get through another day, feeding the chickens, you know, doing my normal routine. I got to go to town today, so that always sucks. Uh, got to go to the big city of San Antonio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so, hey, let me ask you a question. Um, what the, you know, I, I sat there and seen Jerry Jones sit there and say that I kind of, you know, okay, regardless, I, you know, everybody knows how I feel, you know, think everybody should stand and get nothing to do with the national anthem, but I'm right there with you, you know, and I think he's just trying to save faith. He, that's his way of kind of softening the blow with all this stuff going on. But what is he, what is he really going to do if 25 of the, thir- 25 of the, say 30, you know, all the entire you know, starting lineup sit there and say, screw you with kneeling. What are they going to do? Suspend everybody? Shut the thing down? No. Hell no. You know, so I think uh, you, you hit the nail on the coffin in the first hour. I think he's just on, you know, earlier trying to save face. I think he's just trying to sit there and find some happy medium. And I'll tell you what's even a bigger surprise for me because this is the first time we've seen Jerry since the draft. You know, we're over there, you know, joking around over here and down in Texas, Zach. You know, is this another weekend at Bernie's? Are they keep, is he dead? Or are they just going to sit there and show him appearances, waving his head with glasses on or what? You know what I mean? So, right. you know, I mean, I mean, if you, if you go back and think about it, you know, Jerry's a, Jerry, you know, Jerry's a media whore. He loves, he loves, you know, everything about him. And he, you ain't seen him one bit this whole time. And if you looked at him yesterday at his press conference or whatever the hell he called it, he didn't look good. He didn't look good. I think he's about to – I think – yeah, I think he's about to solve some logs pretty, pretty quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You ever see The Great Outdoors with, with John Candy, an old movie from the 90s? Was, oh, they, they man. This, 
Great, great movie that was, right? They, they propped up that old guy who turned out to be dead in the restaurant. Uh, you know, same thing with, with Jerry, yeah, and, and Weekend at Birdies. Um, yeah, but listen, he's, he's desperate. Awesome he, yeah, yeah, that's great. That is a funny movie. He's desperate, Eddie, for one more. There is no two ways about it. He he wants at least one more Super Bowl ring before he, you know, maybe passes the team officially on to his son and stuff. Uh, not not kills over, you know, not gonna, but just it, it gives it to his son to let him really officially run things. So I, I guess he's willing to do anything possible. Well, yeah, but you're right. What is he going to do? I mean, you know, if, if you know, let's just say not the entire team. Let's just say, you're right, 25 guys come to him and say, listen, we're kneeling, Jerry. So you don't want to play us, don't play us. You don't want to pay us, don't pay us. But, the, you know, good luck trying to get yourself a football team. So uh, he's really at the mercy. He's, he's like a politician. He's got to find a way to save face. In front of the cameras, but he's got to make peace with the yep. guys behind the scenes. That's that's really how it has to work for him. Absolutely. Now, I think that if Jerry, um, you know, you sit there talking about, you know, I think you, I'm right there with you. He wants to, he desperately wants to get one, you know, but, you know, he, you know, he desperately wants to get one, one more before he, you know, before he hands it over completely over to Steven. But, Scott, you don't have too much fun today. You know, I appreciate talking to you, buddy, and I'll talk to you after a while. All right, bud? You got it, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you on uh, the podcast. Uh, Andy and San Antonio, what a great LL Royal listeners here. I think over bad beats. All right, 844-843-6879. Toll-free telephone number. More calls coming up. Get on board on a Thursday morning with Scott Lester. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. You're saying they should play. I, I think they should play, but then again, that's my thing. I think that you ought to say to the player, you want to play if you have a problem, if you have an asthma problem, if you're diabetic or something, and you have a legitimate reason you don't want to play, absolutely, don't play. The rest of you want to play, let's go play. I think that we shut everything down for six months. I'm going crazy about being quarantined. I think other people are tired of Let's move on with our life. When they stormed Normandy, they knew that there were going to be cash and there's going to be risk. Two percent of the people that attend, they, they go to the uh, emergency room, go for COVID-19. Two percent of it is yeah. going down. But young people, Bill, they think it's like cancer. They think they're going to die. Uh, you gotta love Lou Holtz. Yeah, he really does. You know, he just say, listen. At this point, what is he? Uh, Eighty? He's got to be at least eighty years old, right? He, he, he just has to be. I, I would think. So he just says what's on his mind, and it's a beautiful thing, but in a world of political correctness, I'm shocked he didn't get in a lot of trouble with that comment. But it is true. Uh, Scott Wetzel sitting in Bagels and Bad Beats on a Thursday morning, uh, 41 minutes past the hour. And I've had this discussion with people, and I, and I always preface it. It's, it's amazing. I always, and not always, but I do preface a lot of times discussions with friends, family, whatever. I say, you know, I can't say this on the air, but... Uh, and not that it's that bad, but it's it's because it's the truth. And, and, you know, it's 2020 and the left is dominating the media and you can't handle the truth, as the saying goes. But when you go into a battle, when you send your guys into war, 
and you go, we, we need to go take that hill. <clears throat> that general knows half the time. You know, I may send 3,000 guys up there, 1,500 aren't coming back. That, that's just, you know, those are the facts of war. But we need that hill. And 3,000, all 3,000 may not come back. But they're going to get enough damage on the other side that the next 3,000 we send up there, well, they're going to end up taking the hill. And it, it's war. We're going to lose the 3,000, but we're going to win, the, you know, as the saying goes, lose the battle, but win the war. Um, you know, now, is the coronavirus like a war like that? Obviously, no. <clears throat> but the point is, you know you have to win that hill. And you know, with the coronavirus, you just can't sit back. You just can't. You just know there's going to be some casualties, maybe not deaths, which is what Lou is saying. But yes, some guys are going to get sick. So you know, there's just no two ways about it. We've seen it in all the sports. Um, fortunately, knock on wood, no one has died. But if you think you're going to go into anything, as we pointed out yesterday with rolling out of bed with 640 people in the year 2000 dying, by getting out of bed or getting out of a chair or lifting up from another piece of furniture in 2000. Oh, nearly two a day died. Uh, you cannot eliminate risk in your life. You just can't. The moment you decide to roll out of bed, whether it's hopping in a shower, whether it's turning on the air conditioner, whether it's hopping in your car, whether it's whatever the case, you're, you're risking, you know, your life. Those are the facts. And the, they've created this virus to the point where, if you get it, you're dead, and that is not the case. You're 100% right. You know, the tests have shown. I told you, NFL, less than 1% if you're hearing on our sports updates at the top of the hour. Um, and, and the NBA had no test positive. NHL had no test positive with the bubbles, which is why the MLB is recreating the possibility of having a bubble for the postseason as we spoke first hour. So it's not the death sentence that people are suggesting. Is it serious? Absolutely. Would you want to get it? Absolutely not. Um, and, and maybe for the first time, they actually did listen to Lou. Or maybe he just said it and no one cared. That's Lou Holtz. He's you know old. Uh, but he's saying the right thing in that if you are, if you have a pre-existing condition that would make you more susceptible to it, don't play. If you don't want to play, don't play. You don't have to. You know, the powers to be in college football. Um say that they'll give you an extra year of eligibility. It sounds like that's not going to be an issue. Most of the colleges are agreeing that you're going to keep your scholarship. So, you know, it's, it's hard to make the argument of if you want to play, great. If we have enough guys, we'll play. If you don't, you don't. You're not going to be punished, so let's go. If you have a pre-existing condition, you know, you don't have to play. And are, is it going to be a perfect world? No, it's not. But Big Ten said no, and the Pac-12 said no. And uh, we have three holdouts, SEC, ACC, and the Big 12. Out of the 10 teams that I pointed out yesterday that you probably expected to contend for a national championship, you really only probably lost two. Maybe three if you want to throw the Ducks in there. But again, without Bobby Bear Jr., and they couldn't win with him those last two years, I, I don't think it's fair realistically to put them on the same level as a Clemson or an Alabama or an LSU. Now, you could say you lost Joe Burrow down at LSU, but those teams, the Georgias, Alabamas, LSU at this point with Orgeron, they, they've done a great job. No matter who's there, uh, they, they're reloading. They're, they're not re, uh, rebuilding. They're, they're reloading. So they're going to be there every single year. So you lost really two, Ohio State and Penn State. That's what you lost yesterday. It would be an asterisk type of season for me for sure, but you could, I suppose, still deal with it. And as long as these guys know that the others are willing to get a risk, then I, I just I don't understand why they don't play. But at this point, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Speaking of not playing, 
Rockets guard Russell Westbrook. Boy, these guys are so freaking sensitive. They they are so you know talking about getting up out of bed. This guy gets up out of bed and uh, somehow or another he strained his quadricep. I mean that that's basically it. His right leg. So and it's not looking good. If you read the words, hear the words from Mike D'Antoni, Rockets head coach, he didn't make it seem like this is going to be a one or two day thing. He made it seem like this is going to be a one or two week thing. He said it doesn't look good. We don't know. They know those aren't words of optimism. That's not what you want to hear from your head coach who usually spells out positive signs, not negative signs. So he underwent an MRI. He's got a strained quadriceps muscle, whatever the fudge that really is. Uh, he will not play in the final two games that they have. No big deal. Uh, the seeds are all set for the Rockets. But listen, they're only, believe it or not, you, you may, there's seeming to be a lot of people on the fence with Westbrook. I like him I, um, as far as his playing ability. He's done some, did some dopey things off the court. But um, for the most part, I, I, I root for him. And they're only eight and six without him. Well, that's not too bad, Scott. No, but they're 15 games over 500 with him in the lineup. He averages uh, over 27 points a game. He's not necessarily the cog to that team. You know, Harden clearly is still number one, but averages 27 points, averages nearly eight rebounds a game. We know the assists are through the roof, seven assists a game. He's a big part of that team, a big part of that team. Would they be able to beat OKC? You know, I don't know. That's an interesting – you got some pretty good matchups in the NBA first round. You really do. Uh, we'll start with that one. You got OKC and Chris Paul going up against the Houston Rockets and uh, perhaps Harden and uh, Westbrook. Uh, you know, so with Paul facing his old team, you know, that'll be a lot of fun. That, that's a pretty good, you know, the NBA, I would think, is pretty happy. You know, they really couldn't have lost too much in the Western Conference except for no Zion. That's that's the killer. That's really, you know, the one they obviously wanted. but. Um, throw that out. You got to be okay with a Rockets, OKC, Thunder first round matchup. Although no Westbrook would hurt. Uh, Denver and Utah, pretty even series. Clippers and Dallas Mavericks. The Mavs have made a name for himself, uh, even more so in this resumption season, if you will, than they did in the regular season with Luca and Porzingis kind of stepping up their game when they've decided to play. And some people fear the Mavs quite a bit. So that's an interesting series. You've created this little log jam for the final two spots in the Western Conference. You're going to have an 8-9 matchup. So the Lakers are going to have a separate, lo and behold, you know, there you go. But that's the you know, benefit of being the number one seed. So give them credit. But they're going to be able to sit back even more so and watch Portland, Phoenix, Memphis battle for the final two spots. And then the top two teams will then play the, uh, the play-in series. And if the number nine seed wins the first game, then they got to play again. And then if the number nine seed wins, then they advance over the number eight seed. So you got two more games that the Lakers are going to have to sit by and watch in addition to the two games or one game that's left of the regular season to figure out who those two teams are. But Portland controls all the cards. They win. They're in. I believe it's Phoenix next in line. And then Memphis and the Spurs were officially eliminated last night. So NBA's got to be happy that they didn't get the Spurs. They can live with Portland. Uh, they can live with Phoenix, Red Hot, uh, you know, Booker and, and the Suns and uh, John Morant and Memphis. They could probably live with them. I think Memphis is going to end up getting in because I think they're going to win. And I think either Portland or Phoenix will end up losing somewhere along the line. So pretty good. All four pretty good matchups. Right. And then in the East, you got Miami and Indiana. They actually play one more time. You know, here's the, the true significance of the insignificance of seedings, because the winner of tonight's game gets the number four seed, and the loser gets the number five seed. Does it matter? 
No. Not at all. What's the difference? If you're the number five seed and you win, you move into the number four slot. Either way, you're facing the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round with no home court advantage. So do not expect anybody, I mean nobody, to play in that last game. But that'll be a pretty good series. You got the Jimmy Butler thing um, going on with the Indiana Pacers. Uh, You got Celtic. This might be the best first-round series out of all of them. Celtics and Philadelphia 76ers. Embiid left last night's game again with an injury. He got slapped on the wrist. No big deal. He was going up for a shot, and he was taken out of the game in the second quarter, underwent an MRI, should be okay. But, man, that guy is, you know, Major League Baseball with a little Twitter chat here, excuse me, or a YouTube chat with uh, one of the guys, uh, Real News Crews, I think it is. Um, you know, MLB has Giancarlo Stanton as the, the softest link in the, in the MLB. He is always, always getting hurt. Philadelphia's Embiid is the answer to that in the NBA. I don't know who it would be in the NFL. Probably um, there's a few guys that are getting hurt all the time. Who's the uh, the, the Washington Redskins tight end there? Um, signed with the Raiders. Uh, what's his name? I forget his name off. He had a very good tight end. But he's been hurt, you know, quite a few times. So he might be the NFL's answer to that. But Embiid, you, you talk about just a cupcake, just an absolute cupcake. Uh, yeah, Reed, thank you very much, News Crew. This is uh, uh, Josh Reed. Um, boy, he is just absolutely a bump. You, you cannot uh, – no, I did mean Bobby Hebert. Uh, yes, Herbert, I, but he's, my nickname is Bobby Hebert. You got to get in with the, uh, the Mr. Vegas lingo here. So, but that first round matchup, Celtics and 76ers, should be a lot of fun. That, that should be good. That, that is not an easy matchup for either one of those two teams, obviously. Then Raptors, Brooklyn Nets, you know, on the surface, no big deal. But, you know, the Nets are red hot. They got one more game left, five and two in this playoff round series, whatever you want to call it, the resumption season, bubble series, um, pick a name. So that might not be the cakewalk that it would have been for the Raptors had this been played two months ago. And then you got the Bucks and Magic. That that should be a, an easy one for Milwaukee. But and as we mentioned, you know what? Uh, the Greek freak is really not Greek. Getting suspended one game. That that really is a joke. You know, you talk about the opposite of the MLB folks, right? MLB they got sixty games. They're trying to suspend players. Uh, you know, seven, eight, thirty games. Oh, by the way, the Dodgers suspension for Joe Kelly that was eight reduced to five. So. Just like I told you yesterday uh, with the dude from the A's who got the six-game suspension, he's got to appeal that. I'm telling you there's not a doubt in my mind that it would get dropped to to four games uh, or maybe even three. So if Joe Kelly, who didn't throw a punch, never got ejected from the game, all he did was make a couple of faces, uh, if he got his suspension reduced from eight to five, you got to believe the A's player would get his reduced as well. So. Uh, and Joe Kelly's on IR, so his suspension won't start until he's actually taken off. But uh, they definitely, Ramon Luriano, he's, he's got to appeal his suspension. So the NBA, back, back to that, he's got to be pretty happy. And then Justin Verlander um, also announced that he intends to, or actually reports that he's going to start throwing uh, perhaps as early as next week. You know, initial story said that he was going to be out for the season. He immediately refuted that, and it looks like uh, that's coming to fruition, that uh, it might be a little bit sooner than later for uh, Justin Berlander, which is huge news for uh, Houston Astro fans, for sure. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break, come back. We'll give you our picks for the night, our bad beat from last night, and a story that we didn't have time to get into all coming up. Thank you. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. How about that one? A little blast. I love those 70 sitcoms. That is for sure. We got to find Lost in Space. That is next. Uh, let's give you a couple of stories here that we didn't have time to delve into too much. Buffalo Bills agree on a six-year extension with head coach Sean McDermott. Nice job by him. Has taken Buffalo, the Bills, to the playoffs twice, although he's yet to win a postseason game. Still not too bad. San Francisco and tight end George Kittle reportedly talking contract extensions. That would make him the highest paid tight end in NFL history. Basically, anytime you get a new contract, you're going to be creating history. So a uh, good tight end. Is he a greatest tight end I've ever seen? No, but uh, that would be huge. Uh, remember that stolen Isaiah Thomas All-Star MVP award we told you about yesterday? Well, it's being returned to him as they did confirm it was his. So there you go. T.J. Warren did not play last night with the plantar fasciitis. I've had that. It's really not that big a deal if you're a man, you know, muscle up, but uh, it is not considered serious, so he should be able to play in the postseason for Indy. Uh, Orange County declared August 24th as Kobe Bryant Day. That's uh, the county in which Kobe lived. Obviously, he passed away. A um, little weird August 24th. They say it was chosen because he was born August 23rd. Um, yeah. Uh, and then he also wore a uniform numbers 8 and 24. So if he was born the 23rd, I know he wore number 24, but wouldn't it be August 23rd if you're using that as part of your reason? Um, I don't know. And Ty Lue reportedly, according to Sports Illustrated, is going to be a leading candidate for several head coaching jobs. I know here in New York, he seemingly is the chosen choice with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So you mark it down. He's going to be the next Brooklyn Nets head coach. I'm pretty sure of that. Bad beat yesterday. You know, nothing really crazy to tell you the truth. Um, you know, there, there wasn't anything horrible, horrible. Atlanta scored a run in the top of the ninth to give yourself a push. Otherwise, uh, nothing egregious. Today, well, you got to love Memphis, right? Win and you're in, lose, you're out, and they're playing the Milwaukee Bucks, who are playing for nothing. So Memphis plus three against the Bucks play of the day. Have a great one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Right here, Big Bad Beat. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.